Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is Meditation and Mindfulness with Rabbi Adam Klickfeld. Here we go. We're going to take some time for ourselves, reconnect us to our own source, our own muse, reconnect us to the universe, we'll go small and go big as we always do in a meditation retreating into self and also joining all of animate creation at the same time. And the guiding of this meditation is going to be lighter than usual and and have the meditation speak for itself. It's going to focus on, if anything, excuse me, the fact that we're in the immediate days in the aftermath of Tisha B'Av, of the fast day that commemorates the destruction of Jerusalem. I want us to use as a light frame the notion of the day after destruction or what comes after destruction, what can be built after destruction. But again, the frame is going to be very light. So if you haven't already, intentionally put ourselves in a position that's going to work for a meditation. There's nothing haphazard about a meditation. It doesn't just erupt organically. Unlike some modes of prayer and introspection, it can't easily be done anywhere, anytime, any setting. Sometimes I'm inspired by Muslims who, at the moment of prayer, no matter where they are, they put down a prayer rug or carpet, and it can be in the middle of a bustling street on the side of a road, and they claim it as their opportunity to pray. There are ways we do that in Judaism as well. Meditation, I suppose, can be done anywhere, anytime, but it's easier to achieve it if we set the scene, control the environment, so we can control ourselves and our experience within it and of it. So give yourself the gift of approaching the edge of this endless pool with focus, with purpose, with a sense of planning. You chose to be here at this time You're choosing the position you are sitting in. You're choosing to allow your body to go slack. You are electing to assign your spine the hard work of holding up so much of your body against the forces of gravity. You're choosing to be aware of your body's own passive interaction with the couch or chair or cushion you're sitting on, the light pressure between the bottom of your feet and the ground underneath you. You're choosing to be alert even to the contact points between your hands and wherever they are right now, hanging by your side resting on your thighs. 
even those parts of this that you didn't consciously choose, that are autonomous or autonomic, you're now choosing to be aware of them and to claim them as conscious choices. You're choosing to breathe with care. You're choosing to breathe in a way that suggests that you're choosing it. It's not just a neural burst from your cerebellum that would happen without your thinking about it. You're drinking the air. Savoring it even. As if each breath we're acutely aware of how nourishing and revivifying the oxygen actually is. We confront destructions all the time, personal, familial, national, global, calamities that wreak havoc, that leave a trail of sadness and suffering. And then inevitably a new day dawns, literally the next day and the one after that. There is a day after destruction where the wounds and the losses are still fresh and hurt and on which the only true purpose is to begin to build again, to try again. It's the truest comfort. 
Also allow your mind to wander to moments of destruction of all shapes, sizes, categories, whatever pops up in your mind. Just be open to it, curious without judgment as to what it is doing there in your mind's eye. And for everyone that pops up, point your conscious attention to what next. A rupture with someone whom you care about, what next? A disappointment in business, what next? A national trauma, what comes after and what's my role in it? A global catastrophe As I walk away, emerging from it, what next? As if the 10th of Av, the day after, is in some ways more significant than the 9th of Av, the day of the destruction itself, the day after Shiva, the day you begin the rest of your life. What are the opportunities and the obligations on the day after loss? When you're ready, you can open your eyes. I'll pull up the closing prayer, which we'll say three times. We'll say shalom to each other. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering and the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. May we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others but rather with compassion for all. May we and all beings have happiness in the causes of happiness. May we all be free of suffering in the causes of suffering. May we all experience true happiness that has no taint of suffering. And may we live in great equanimity, free from burdening attachment to loved ones and contempt for others, but rather with compassion for all. I say shalom and namaste, and I'll see you soon. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. 
If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.